It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Welcome to episode 144 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, brought to you in association with Sports Social, the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network. And also, Fanatics, it's it's transfer deadline day as we sit here today. Me and Lee taking you taking you through the next half hour, 45 minutes or so. Um, a lot's gone on since we since we last recorded at the weekend. Post, um, did we play at the weekend? Fellow Bogsy, post day uh, Brentford. Um, <laughs> and it's a crazy, hasn't it? That's just it's all morphed into one. Um, I think you're going see now, mate, in your old age. And I think because we've had two one all draws on the spin, uh, it's all, all just morphed into one. So, so yeah, so post post Brentford last time we spoke, um, post, since post, oh, post Brentford, but we played Leeds, I suppose, yeah, exactly, exactly that. That's why I got confused, you see. <laughs> But no, post uh, post Brentford at the weekend, post Leeds now, as I say, transfer deadline day, been a busy few days. We are going to touch on on the uh, on the, the transfer business um, that Everton are doing today or have done. Uh, but before we do that, obviously, as I say, another one or draw midweek against Leeds. Difficult game. Everton uh, took the lead again. That that same man, Anthony Gordon, did the uh, did the business. He's staying, you know. There's, there's no danger that Anthony Gordon is going to be getting moved on now, which I think, for one, is good news. Um, I think that I've said it already. I've been quite vocal about it as much as if it was a sixty million pound deal, then fine. It, it it would have been a really, really good, good price and good deal for us, assuming we got a, a very, very good um, down payments. However, for him personally, for his development, he had to stay at the club. He had to, otherwise, uh, I could have seen him, you know, regressing over the next sort of twelve to eighteen months. So great news for me that Anthony Gordon is staying. Lee, how good was it to see him bag in successive games? Another great, great goal against uh, against Leeds. Great finish, great ball from obviously Alex Obobi who started the season well. 
but it shows you, doesn't it, about what he's all about, how professional he is and the confidence he's playing with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've got to give the boy credit because, you know, we can think of umpteen examples. I mean, only just one recently with Fafana, for example, at Leicester, where obviously players want the move. You know, at the end of the day, for them, it could be obviously a dream move or whatever, however you want to word it. It's playing at the, you know, the upper echelons of the league and the Champions League and everything else. And, you know, he's behaved impeccably, really. Um, We'll never know whether he actually wanted to go or not. Um, my personal belief is I do think they definitely considered it um, and I do think he potentially did want to go um, otherwise they would have walked away Chelsea a long time ago so there must have been something for them to retain the interest what was clear is Lampard clearly made it clear he wanted him to stay he, he's got an affection for the boy um, I think there's sort of you know almost like repercussions of his relationship with Mason Mount, really. And, you know, and obviously very similar in the fact that they're both really dedicated and great professionals and, you know, really want to, you know, work to get better. And that's one thing I will say about Gordon. You know, you know Frank's full of praise for him in terms of his wanting to learn and, 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 and be the best player he can be. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. There's, you know, more examples nowadays of young players who, once they get those big pay packet deals that they, they, they football almost becomes secondary for them and they don't have the motivation to be the best player they can be. It certainly doesn't seem to be the case with him. Um, and he's really stepped up last couple of games. Um, if there was criticism for him and we have criticised him a little bit, you know, um, is his finishing and his, his ability to get into good positions and be wasteful making poor decisions either with a pass or with a shot and, He's taken two two goals really well, both very similar finishes, similar runs. Um, and I slightly disagree with you from me personally. I, I, we don't, we'll never know the full makeup of the deal. I mean, the reported figure was 60 million. Um, I know if it was indeed 60 million, a lot of it depends how that's structured, doesn't it? As you just said, how much of it is up front, how much of it is actually dependent on clauses that the vast majority may not even happen. Um, and we obviously walked away from from the deal. Certainly gave them a deadline. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm a little bit torn because if it, if it was a really good deal for us, and we have potentially turned down a vast sum of money, then you know, I, I am it's, it's not it's not good for for us as a club. For me personally, you know, we we've got to remove this emotional attachment from players, and we've got to you know effectively. If we do get a ridiculous offer for some of our young talent, then we we have to admit where we are in 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 the in the food chain, don't we? You know what I mean? In terms of we should be looking to sell players on, reinvest two or three players, hopefully wisely, and then grow the squad from there. Uh, and that's where we are um, in 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 the pecking order, really. Um, but as I said, look, who's to say now that you know the season goes on, he has a fantastic season, he gets a lot more goals and assists than he did in his breakthrough season last season and, you know, the likes of Chelsea maybe and others who were reportedly interested come back in for him, you know, at a higher level. Um, but when you see some of the figures banded about, you know, you've just seen Anthony go to United for 100 million euros or there or thereabouts. I mean, I've seen, you know, quite a bit of this kid and he's a real talented kid, don't get me wrong, but He's not worth that much money as far as I'm concerned. I mean, only time will tell, obviously, how he adapts and everything else. But if you're looking at the likes of Neto are apparently around 50 and he's going for double that, then there's something seriously, seriously uh, wrong. Um, but yeah, going back to your point about him, he's really stepped up. 
he really plays obviously with a lot of emotion, a lot of energy. Sometimes that gets the better of him. He's been booked three times already this season in five games, hasn't he? Um, and you can clearly see, you know, he's he's got that sort of uh, bit between his teeth. And um, so yeah, it's, it's 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 a difficult one. You know, I agree with you in terms of him as a player. I definitely agree with that in terms of it wouldn't have been the best move for him personally, but that's sometimes not for us to be worried about as as, as ruthless as that sounds. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. And obviously we're slightly different in terms of our opinion there, but ultimately look, we've got to look at how he's played in the games when that sort of, you know, foray has surrounded him in terms of a potential move. And he, he's been, like you said, nothing but impeccable. Yeah, the point really around Gordon wasn't wasn't so much about um, the, how good the deal would be for the club. You know, as I say, if it was sixty million, sixty million pound with a, with a good guaranteed amount, then you'd be saying, you know, from a, a business perspective, I said this over the last couple of weeks, then you, you would take it, of course. More from him personally, I think obviously the better thing for him to do personally, if I was Anthony Gordon, would be to stay at Everton. That's just my personal opinion, and I'm not too downhearted that he's. He's not gone. Obviously, the deal, if we're going to believe what we read in the in the Athletic, the deal was, I think Chelsea only saw him as um, valued at £40 million. So that's not going to be enough to, to prize him away because you'd assume that that includes quite a few a few add-ons as well. Um, so all in all, as I say, I think I think for, for us, I think, you know, it's good that he's staying. I still think he offers a lot to the team. He scored two and two, like I say, you know, another good finish on. On Tuesday against against Leeds, um, I mean, do, do you think that you know, look, looking back on that game now, are you satisfied with that point, or do you, do you think that we've thrown away a couple of points there? Because me personally, I, I went for one all. I think we all said a draw, didn't we? When we when we, we did, and um, and we'd all be quite happy with that. But if you look back at the game, as much as Lee, Leeds were you know putting the pressure on second half more so than the first. You'd argue Evan had the best, the better chances to win the game, didn't he? Yeah, they did. I, I really enjoyed the game. I really did. I really enjoyed it. I, I, what I enjoyed about it as a fan, you know, uh, was, was just how much we we stood up to the test, you know, uh, and how, how much we we seen the team. There seemed a bit of a plan. Yes, again, we lacked that cutting edge, didn't we? We really did, um, and that's clearly evident for anyone to see who's watched football. That that you know, and Frank's alluded to it himself. We just look together. We we don't look a bit of a pushover side anymore, and that's really pleasing for me. You know, we've signed obviously Tarkovsky and Cody, who were brilliant in a the four there. Patterson was outstanding. Rightly got man of the match. You know, he, he, some of his touches were outstanding. His commitment and McNeil, by the way, down that side blocking in Harrison, uh, who's obviously they're clearly their you know their, their biggest threat in terms of creativity, and they did a brilliant job on him. And I know McNeil's been criticised a little bit. Um, since he's been at the club already, um, but to be fair, he, he you know he, you've got to look at that as a defensive job. He was outstanding in that game. Uh, both of them doubling up on that side uh, worked brilliantly in tandem and and cut out a lot of their creativity. But as I said, I enjoyed the game. I, I just enjoyed the intensity of it. Leeds make you play that way. Obviously, they play vertically through the line really quickly. You have to match them for energy. We did that. Um, we lacked a little bit of quality at times. Yes. Um, Anana again, real bright spark. You know, there's there's real sort of roots to see a real top player there. He he was clearly tasked with sort of sitting in the middle there, being disciplined and blocking passes um, through the lines with Aronson and people like that, and and Adams trying to thread balls through. 
and he was he was outstanding. Um, and you know, Leeds came on strong second half as you expect they would do. It's a night game at Ellen Road, one of the toughest places you can go. And I, I thought we stood up to it brilliantly. Um, relatively soft goals. Um, you know, it's, it's Pickford's obviously unsighted, and and then it's just rolled in the bottom corner, isn't it? And, and it's it's a real tricky one because he only saw it late and couldn't react. Um, but then after that, we like you said, we had two of the best chances. Uh, Onana's had one off the line, which was you know fortunate in some ways. He just hit the guy. Uh, maybe he could have hit it first time, but he took a good touch and then was unlucky. And then Patterson, that would have rounded off his performance massively, wouldn't it? I mean, he, he lovely move. Loved that move, by the way. A little one touch. It was you know. One of the only bits of quality we showed in the final third there, really. Um, lovely move. Great ball into him. And um, it's, it's just, he's just probably got to hit it early, hasn't he? He's concentrated on it so much to try and get it on target. And look, he is a right back at the end of the day. He's, you know, he's, he's not a goal scorer in midfield or anything. But, you know, someone there with a bit more of an attacking instinct would have just, you know, got the shot off early and just buried it across the keeper, wouldn't they? Um, in the bottom corner. I mean, if that was Frank, you know, he would he would have just basically side footed that with power in near the corner. It'd have been it'd have been two one, um, and then also the, you know the VAR decision. We have to talk about that as well, which again brilliant move on the counter in the transition. Um, and I'm just at a loss really, and I'm trying not to be biased because it's our team, obviously. But when you look at it again, you know they've clearly come out this year and made the statement saying that whenever we have to start drawing the line because it's so damn close because of frame rates and everything else, and when the ball's actually struck, we're going to favour the attacker because we want to see more goals. They've come out and physically said that. Rashford was a perfect example of that against Liverpool the other day. Again, right right on you know, right on the button. It was literally touch and go, and they favoured the striker. So what I don't get, just don't get it for the, for the love and the money, really, is they've drawn the lines again, and it's, it's, it can't really separate them at all. You know, and if you look at it, if you're going to be really, really OTT about it, so where they've drawn the lines is almost off his arm as well. So then you just think, look, it needs to, you know, if that counts, and he took it brilliantly, by the way, great. You know, that, that's the difference between three points there, isn't it? And one point four, which is massive. Massive. And certainly at the early stages of the season, you know, where we've, you know, we haven't really played badly in, in hardly any of the games, really. Um, we've just lacked that cutting edge. And I don't know what you thought of it. I just thought it was a really poor decision. and. It just, you know, sums up the the Premier League for me at the minute. You know, the whole foray with with Mope as well, registering on Friday, missing a game on Saturday, but still couldn't play on Tuesday. Um, you know, oh yeah, you can blame the club to an extent there, yeah, granted, but it's pathetic. We live in, you know, it's the biggest league in the world. It's not the most investment in the world. If you sign a player and register them on Friday, they should be able to play on Tuesday after missing a game anyway, regardless of a bloody bank holiday. It's just it's a farce. Yeah, I mean, uh, go, going back to the to the offside goal. Uh, I mean, you know, we we see what seven ten days earlier, Marcus Rash, Rashford be given the yeah, best. Like said, yeah. out, you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like you know, like you're saying, that's why that's why it's so frustrating. Even if you look at Newcastle against Liverpool yesterday, similar similar thing again. Look more offside than the migrated. But it's it's not having this this clarity again, is it? I mean, where's all these recordings the of the um, of the, the the voices from from Stockley Park between them and the referee? Where, where's all, all all the audio recordings for them that we were promised? What's what's going on with that? You know, we're not having there's no transparency, transparency. And I, we've said for a long time, 
it should be live. It shouldn't be recorded and then released. It should be live because that allows for editing and things like that and changing and things. But that decision, like you say, it was a difference between one point and three points. You know, and and that that's the, the the frustrating thing that you know, even in a time when they've got technology at, at the disposal, they say one week that well, the way we do it now is we're giving the benefit to the attacker, and then within a few days, well, you change your mind again, and that's why you get all these conspiracy theories and people talking about corruption and what is it, VAR checking team and things like that because it happens all the time, but not to the the clubs that are, that are favourable towards Sky Sports, whoever it might be. So I just think, yeah, very frustrating. Um, but, you know, the positives to take from the game, you know, I said this the other day on, on, on Twitter, the togetherness of this side now for me, if you look at when it kicked off in the second half and they were all over, weren't they? You know, it kicked off, uh, it was Anthony Gordon um, on, the, on our left-hand side. And as soon as 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 the, the the switch was flicked, Everton had four or five players over there, backing up Anthony Gordon, right in the face of the Leeds Leeds uh, Leeds players. That's for me. This this squad is really together. Onana speaking after the game, the way that he spoke about the spirit. Frank Lampard mentioned the spirit and togetherness. You know, I think that's a really important thing going forward into this season. You know, and we're, we're starting to see now. I think. A real, a real strength among, amongst amongst the players, a better mentality. You know, players. As much as you know, we are struggling in the final third. You know, like you said, the, the only real bit of bit of quality we saw second half was probably the Patterson chance. You know, we are struggling in that sense, but you can see as a collective unit, they are playing for each other and they are playing for the manager. And I think if we can bring in, you know, this this extra body, I know obviously Neil Mopey's in, he'll be in for the derby on, on Saturday. But if we, if we can get another attacker in across the line to give us a little bit more, you know, a few more options, I think you, you'll, you'll start to see us go. I really do. I think we've got a really good solid base now as we speak today. I just hope that we can improve a little bit further. But I see it overall as a, as a really positive one all draw, to be honest. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. I, I totally agree with that. I think it's a it's a good point. Yes, we we would have taken the point before the game. Um, you know, we've had two difficult away fixtures. I said this in the last podcast. You know, with two teams that have had really good wins against you know uh, top sides, Leeds hammered Chelsea three nil, um, and you know that wasn't a fluke result. They played brilliantly that day, and 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 same with Brentford beating United comfortably. Um, so you know we've played two tough teams there eh, with their tails up at home, and we've come out with two points. We could have potentially got more out of both of them with more of a ruthless edge, yes, but we haven't lost. We have to take the positivities in that. You know we're unbeaten in four now, isn't it, in all games, in all competitions. So you know we have to take that into the derby, um, you know, at the weekend, and hopefully there will be reinforcements, like you said. Um, it's going to be a frantic day today. Um, it's still not over yet. We've still got a good what six six hours or so, if not more. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 one it's one of those, isn't it? it I, I just think we have to take the positives. The team looks in much better shape than it was, and it's a massive transition in terms of players going out, players coming in. But I've got to give credit to to, to Lampard and his and, and his team really for for just making us look just just more solid in general and and. and Spotting the things that we've seen, you know, the people, that are, you know, not pulling the weight in the team, and the, 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 you know, we know we can name all those players who we feel that have been sort of 
you know, not carry, not not pulling their weight and not carrying themselves well to, uh, on the pitch things like that. And, and he, he's seen that as well, and he's and he's slowly but surely getting rid of some of those players. Um, so I, I'm really pleased so far with the window in terms of the mix of players we've got in. You know, we haven't just got in a load of players at a certain age. We've got we've got a real mix. We've got some real young talents coming through. Hopefully, this James Garner will be will be, will be uh, completed this afternoon. He's, he's supposed to be a really good young player. Um, and obviously the likes of Onana at that end of the category as well, the likes of Benagre on loan, and then obviously now you know just a gay coming in at the other end to provide that experience as well. Cody and Tarkovsky's it's, it's a real blend, isn't it? And um, and you know I, I'd say if we can get a striker in as well to add more goals, then um, you know give us more of a goal threat. We've been linked with obviously Chukwueze from 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 Villarreal, there's a chance that may go through. There's still an outside chance Kudus may go through. You know, if we got those two in before the deadline, I mean, that would be a really top window for me then. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it, it takes the window then from probably about a, a sort of a seven up to up to a nine. Um, I think that, you know, like you, you know, in the central areas in midfield, we there's been a massive overhaul this window of, you know what our midfield look like to what it's it's going to look like now. We saw Frank Lampard play a, a midfield three with with a Wobie, Tom Davis, and like you said earlier, Onana was was to sit in the number six. Who played who played really well, by the way. Um, obviously, then add to that, it's Issa Garner, Gay, and James Garner. You know, you you're really changing things. Andre Gomez looks like he's going to be on his way to Lille as well. So another player who, you know, when, when fit was getting a fair bit of game time last season, but Frank Lampard has made it clear to me he, he's not part of the plans. You've then got Alan, who looks like he's going to still be hanging around, so he's going to be be part of the squad as well. Um, so we're really strong in in that area, which is which is fantastic. We've, we've addressed the issues at the back in terms of our, our centre-halves. Obviously, players to come back from injury in Mason Holgate, Yeri Mina and Ben Godfrey as well in the, in the slightly more longer term. So again, Looking, looking pretty strong there. It's just obviously the the attacking positions, as we know, Neil Mopey's come in, Dwight McNeil's come in. Um, we've got obviously Dominic Calvert Lewin, who's who's currently injured, but outside chance he makes the squad for Saturday. Might be a little bit too soon. Um, obviously Anthony Gordon, Demari Gray, and an injured Andrus Towns, and so we've got a you know an attacking player today will really for me finish things off quite nicely. Um, whether it's obviously too crazy from Villarreal remains to be seen. The as we speak now, you know, talk seems to be ramping up a little bit. Um it has been mentioned by by uh, Fabrizio Romano that it's it's possible. Uh Kudus less likely, you would say, with the IX's stance on things, although he is currently on strike uh, for his, his second day. So again, maybe that's that's a late a late option. Uh, could be could be a you know a half ten quarter to eleven tonight. We just don't know. But another attack and play again would really really cap things off. Um, I'd be slightly concerned if we don't get another attack and play again. I've got to be honest. Not to the point that I'm you know going to lose my mind and start slagging off you know various people behind the scenes. But what I would say is that Frank Lampard would you know there's been talk today we were going for Jao Pedro. Um, We've had we've had strong links obviously to Kudus, uh, to Wazy. There's been a lot, you know, um, Saar as well. Another one. There's been quite a bit of talk the last sort of few days in the last week or so, especially of 
another attacker. So if we don't get one in, I think it leaves us a little bit of light. I've got to, I've got to be honest. Um, but that that would be the the icing on the cake, and would be a really solid window where we've seen not only bringing quality players in and addressing key issues, but also seeing see us move players on as well. You know, we we've got players who were on the fringes, um, players who obviously were were taking up a lot of our our wages in terms of those who released on freeze as well. You know, it's it's been it would be it would be a really solid end to the window, but. There's still, like you say, six, seven hours nearly as we talk now left. Let's see what we can do. You know, I, I, I am confident. I am confident that I'm not sitting here, you know, constantly refre- refreshing Twitter just yet. Um, but we, we've got to hope we can get one person over the line. Maybe it's going to be Diaz. Maybe he's the one that if we can't get anything done, and it sounds really bad this to say this because he, he's, he's, a, he's a quality striker, scored again yesterday against Blackpool, great finish. Um, maybe he is option D or option E uh, again, not not to be offensive because I think he he can bring something to the side. But Lee, do you think he, he might be the one late on, maybe nine o'clock? We could start hearing some some talk about him. Yeah, it, I mean, it clearly looks like that from the outside, doesn't it? It looks like that Diaz seems to be um, the backup of all backups, doesn't he? Um, and that's no disrespect to him. Like you said, he's, he's clearly, a, clearly a talented player. Um, I was speaking to a, a Blackburn Rovers fan um, the other day, actually playing golf with him, and he, he, was, he, was, he, he goes at the game uh, home and away, and he, he, he wouldn't give too much away about him, but he did say that he, you know, he thought he could make the step up to the Premier League um, in terms of his actual ability and his ability to score goals. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I think there's potential there. Like, like you said, if none of the others come through, then they might go they might go back to, to, to Rovers. But the problem is with that is, you know, you run the risk of them kind of not being able to get anybody in to replace unless they haven't got, you know, maybe they've tried to line someone up just in case. We don't know. But um, let's, see how, let's see how that plays out, really. Uh, I'm a bit gutted about the Jao Pedro one, really, because I think the kid's a real talent. I think, you know, we looked at where Richarlison was when we signed him. Um, and and I think he would be, you know, he sort of fits that mould, you know, very similar type of player. Um, it's not to say we can't go back in from. We have to remember as well with the World Cup being when it is, a lot of teams now basically might just say, well, look, we'll hold on to these players because you know after the World Cup's finished, uh, which will be you know December time, then you know before you know it, the window's open again, isn't it? Um, so you know we have to remember that as well. Um, is that the window will be, you know, once they break for that World Cup, which I believe is it um, end of October, early November, is it or end of November? I can't quite remember when it was. Um, but the point is, 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 is the window will be on us before we know it again. So I think you know, there's still there's still a chance we might be able to go back in for these these types of players early January. Yeah, yeah. There's obviously going to be the January window, like you say. You know, it, it will come come upon us quickly with the with the World Cup being. Being obviously in the middle of, middle of the season, the obviously the concern is that we've got quite quite a number of games before that that particular time. So it's important that we we do if we can do do our business now, then that would be preferable. Um, obviously, we've as I say, we have got Dom coming back. Um, he, he is fairly close by by all accounts. Um, so that, that's a positive. But again, you know, you don't want to be be putting too much on him after what he's been through over the last twelve months or so. 
um, which was just continued into this season as much as it was a, a different type of injury. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I would prefer us to get someone in tonight, that, that is for sure. Um, whether it's Diaz remains remains to be seen. And the longer it goes on, and especially with the issues surrounding work permits now, obviously because of Brexit and things we have to, we have to consider, you know, how guaranteed are, are some players, you know, in getting a work permit. Was it Justin Clive? He couldn't get one, could he? should have been coming to Fulham and he wouldn't grant him a work permit. So there's, there's things like that that the club have got to consider as well when doing deals with players from, from overseas. So that leads me to think that if another striking option or attacking option comes in, it will be from this country. And that's why I'm sort of leaning towards Diaz at this moment. But we'll see. We'll see. Still plenty of time. As we know, just because we're not hearing about things doesn't mean that things aren't happening. Uh, a lot of stuff was happening last week, which we heard about, you know, the last day or so. You know, so it's just because we, we've got access to social media now. They, sometimes people just can't share things for a variety of reasons. So let's just, let's just you know, remain calm. Um, whatever time you're listening to this, hopefully those who are listening before 11 or 12 tonight, because obviously things, if, as long as you get your deals, she's in, as we all know, before the deadline, then you, you get a, a little two-hour window. Um, so just try, try and remain as calm as we can. And let's see where we are in the morning. You know, For me, you know, we've done good business. Can we top it off with with a, an attacker to, to end, end the, uh, the window on? Fingers crossed. Let's, uh, let's hope so, but... Obviously, massive game coming up on on Saturday against um, against Liverpool at Goodison Park, first Merseyside derby of the year, and we're going to discuss that discuss that after this short break. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach; you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip; you ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the second part of today's Unholy Trinity podcast. Um, 
it's all eyes on Goodison Park, 12 12.30. 12.30. 12.30. That's a little bit of my, my, my foreign accent coming out there, you know, because as, as everyone knows, I've got a good good bit of uh, foreign lingo going on here. So that's, that's what that was. But yeah, 12.30, Goodison Park, Saturday. Big game, of course, always are. Always are. Uh, Liverpool fluked the win last night. Um, obviously, stop its time, whatever goes on the board, counts a very little. Um, but what I, what I would say, I'm going early. I've got to be honest with you. I'm really excited for the game. I really am. Obviously, you know, we're going to have, have some new players on show uh, in the squad, definitely, uh, which always brings that that extra bit of excitement to, to a game anyway, especially at home. Um, I don't know, I just don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on the fact that I, I'm really looking forward to getting to go to some part nice and early Saturday. Welcoming the team. It's going to be a the coach welcome's gonna to, gonna to be there. I think it's from, from 10 30 in the morning. So get yourself down there if you can. So I, I expect you know fantastic scenes there, you know, fantastic welcome and to you know to our new players. Um Okay, we did it for Chelsea, uh, but the players that have come in since, when we've seen anything like it, you know, if we think back to last season, how it was, I expect those kind of levels. But I, maybe it's foolish of me, Lee, but I am going to Goodison on, on Saturday with a little bit of an expectation that we can actually maybe even nick it. Yeah, and I think that's born from what I was saying before, Mike. I think it's, it's I just feel like we've been into derbies the last few years. And, and we've gone into it with, you know, worried sick that we're going to get absolutely turned over 5 6 7 nil, And that's not exaggerating either, is it? Because obviously we've just been so flaky at the back and so sort of, you know, weak from a mindset perspective. You know, we've called it for so, so long that we've lacked leaders, we've lacked a bit of spine. Um, you know, certainly the teams that, you know, identified as under Moyes. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you, I'm going in with a bit of confidence. Obviously, that lack of being able to sort of create in the final third worries me a little bit. Hoping we can we can we can address that. Just just by adding Mope won't make obviously, you know, it'll make a difference, of course it will, but it won't make the world a difference. I still think we need a bit of creativity in there. Um, you know, whether you'll start with any of the other new boys, I don't know. I think maybe Gay might come in, depending how fit he is. If not, he'll definitely be on the bench, obviously, depending obviously on his fitness level. Um but yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm like you. I'm looking forward to going. You know, Henderson got 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 injured the other day. That's a loss for them. They're already sort of a bit wafer thin in midfield. I know they're trying to conclude this deal. Obviously, for Arthur now, who's obviously a really good player, a very similar sort of Thiago mould type player. Um, so you know, I believe there's no Jota still for them. Um, whether he'll be in the squad, I don't know. He's he's obviously all liable to pop up with a goal every now and then. I'm hoping he's not even on the bench because he is a threat. Um, obviously, the Uruguayan kid um, who got sent off, he's back. So, you know, I don't think you'll throw him straight in at all in a derby, personally. Um, especially after obviously him reacting the way he did in the, when he was sent off. So, I could see potentially Firmino starting still. But he's, he's played well recently, scored the other night, got, got um, two goals, three assists in the demolition of Bournemouth. Um, but like I said to you, you know, that, we, that was a perfect game for them. It was a free hit after losing. Um, to, uh, uh, to to United, I thought they were very lucky last night. I thought they were very ordinary Liverpool. Uh, yeah, they came on strongly in the second half. But you have to remember Newcastle were missing some of their best players. You know, there was no Gumarez, who's, who's been outstanding for them. There was no say Maximam, who's obviously you know a massive threat for them in transition. 
Um, there was no, obviously, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, the lad up front. I uh, can't remember his name now. Uh, they got from Bournemouth, obviously. Um, okay. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. But I thought Isaac, you know, and, and I've talked with Pip about this. I, Isaac's a player I've really liked whenever I've, I've seen him play. Um, and, you know, to, to believe that, we, you know, he was touted around the Premier League, including us for nine million quid last year, is just an absolute joke. Um, because you could see in the short snippet there, he was he was thrown into the game because he was only approved to play relatively last minute. And you could see the quality, couldn't you? You could see the quality. I mean, he took his goal brilliantly. He took his second goal really well. We're very unlucky not to be uh, uh, given that goal from, from, from an offside perspective. But Liverpool can be got. They definitely can. And if we can go in there and be solid again, like we have been these last few games, and frustrate them, that's the key bit, is frustrate them. Not get too carried away, but just frustrate them. You know, take that sort of dynamism out of them and, and, and frustrate them completely. And then hopefully have that bit, a bit more quality in the final third. I do fancy us. I do fancy us, genuinely do. You know, United showed how to play them. You know, don't start playing any sort of like silly balls from goal kicks, trying to play it out from the back, because they're setting up traps, waiting for you to do that. You know, they went long with everything, tried to get the second balls, were aggressive when they had to be, and, you know, th- th- you know, had that little bit of quality in the two goals that they scored. So, um, that, for me, is the blueprint to beat this team, uh, this Liverpool team right now. Um, I don't know what you think, but I think, you know, I think it's clear how he'll set up. He may go five, he may go four. I personally hope he goes four. Um, he could play three in midfield, because um, we showed the discipline there that we can do that. Um, but yeah, if we can stay solid and compact and not give away too many chances, I, I, I do fancies. Yeah, it's, I mean, you mentioned Jota there. He, he's possibly back for the weekend, but I think he's going to be back in training from today to Thursday as we're as we're speaking. Um, so that'll uh, I can't I wouldn't see him starting the game. Thiago's still out as well, which is a big miss for them. Jordan Henderson picked up an injury against Newcastle, so he, he's obviously being assessed. They got quite a few injuries Liverpool, and we've heard all about it because. It's a big issue, isn't it? Because they've got injuries. Whereas, you know, us uh, this season, last season, had injuries, a lot of injuries, which was never really mentioned. Um, but regardless of who's out for them, you know, we know they've got a they've, they've got a quality a quality side. It's just it is the way it is. They've they've got goals in that side. They've they've uh, got a lot of players who play together for a number of years. They brought in Carvalho, who looks to be a, a decent signing from from Fulham. Um, I think Harvey Elliott started the season pretty well uh, by by all accounts. Not seen a great deal, saw a little bit last night, but he seems to be getting half decent decent reviews. I think it's all about being difficult to beat. I, I really do. I mean, we, we saw us go to a you know to go to two centre halves against against Leeds. Surprised really with obviously the lack of pace of Cody and Tarkowski. But if you've if you've got you know centre midfielders. Who knows? Maybe Tsigarnagay comes straight in. Maybe uh, he gives that extra bit of protection anyway. Um, I think I think Patterson settled really well this season. So we, you know, we look look better defensively as well, which is which is great. Uh, we know Michalenko is is a, is a, a good defender, a good fullback as well. That's his game. Um, so we've got we've got solidity there. You know, again, you know, it's who who comes in, who comes in. You know, what changes are made. Alex Awobi. You know, playing a little bit, bit, bit further forward, he looks great again. I mean, that, that little bit of skill he did against Leeds um, was just unbelievable. You know, the one where the Mai stopped and applauded. It was fantastic to see to see him in such again such such good form and playing with playing with confidence. Um, 
Yeah, so, great feat that one. Ah, listen, we, we know he's got it in his locker. You know, he's he's such a talented player. When he's confident, when he's happy, and he has been now for a number of months, and, and it's it's great to see. You, you wouldn't start a game now without him. Let, let's be let's be perfectly honest. He's potentially our best player. He's one of our most important players. His attitude is absolutely spot on. His work rate is terrific. You know, if he loses the ball, he's tracking back as quick as he can. You know, it, it's just what you, what you want to see for, from from all your players. But you know, it's a it's a game that we've got to we've got to set our store out here. I always say this, um, you know, I know it's modern football; it's a bit different. But you've got to clatter someone in the first the first ninety seconds for me. You've got you've got to clatter somebody. You not you, you won't be booked as long as you keep your feet down. You won't be booked. Go in there, let them know you're there. We're at Goodison. The atmosphere is going to be fever pitch. It's going to be loud. It's going to be hostile towards them. You know, Klopp with his antics again last night. No one likes him at Goodison Park anyway. He's going to be getting it from all angles. We know he's volatile. Nunes, whether he comes on or he starts, we've seen what happens with him when you wind him up. And you've got two, you've got two of the biggest wind-up makers in the team and Cody and Tarkowski at the back who will be in his ear, will be standing on his pinches all game so we've got to do those little things the little little horrible things the nasty things we've got to do them and i'm not calling for violence but we've got to be clever we've got things that teams do to us you know little little cute little things we've got to be doing that and we've got some characters in that team now that for me are capable of of, of that kind of thing the question is you said lee have we got that quality in the final third to, to go and break them down i think we have if we're sensible if we pick our moments, you know, the Mary Gray and Anthony Gordon have started the season well. You know, we've got Neil Mope, who's a little little pain, a little pain in the ass. You know, little wasp, as, as you referred to, uh, to me last week. One of those, isn't he? Who's, who's annoying and, and can really, really wind, wind people up. Exactly what we need. And he'll start the game for me. I think I think uh, Dwight McNeil will drop out. The front three will be Gordon Gray and Mope. And I think that will cause problems for Liverpool's Liverpool's back four. I really do. Robertson and, and Alexander Arnold will always push up high. So assuming that we can break with a little bit of pace and get in behind, we can cause we can cause a few issues. But I say I, I'm I'm massively excited to get down there and and sample what's going to be, I think, a fantastic atmosphere. And and let's see what a Frank Lampard Everton side at Goodison in the Merseyside Derby can do. Yeah, I, I, I completely echo those thoughts, mate. I think that's that's exactly. It's a little litmus test for us now to see where we are, isn't it? Um, I know Liverpool haven't been firing on all cylinders. I know they've got a few key players out, so have we. Um, but it's a real opportunity for us to try and get something from the game and really kickstart the season. If you know, if we can get a win, get the crowd right up for it, which no doubt will be, even though it's a midday game and that drives you mad. It should always be, you know, a, a three o'clock. Or you know an evening fixture that fixture always because it's you know the atmosphere itself. But anyway, that's another story. But anyway, I, I just think it's a real real test for us, and let's see where we are. Um, and I, you know if we can nick that win, it'll really will propel us. And you know we're better than the points we've got so far. Um, I, I really believe that. Um, we have got some tricky games coming up as well after that. But you know I, I think you can see it in Frank's body language now. We kind of relish these games now. We relish these games. We, you know, we need to manage the expectation of the fans. I think, on the whole, that is the case now. I think most fans are almost kind of thinking, "Well, look, if we do finish, you know, 
the season where there clearly is signs of improvement, but you know we're not scrapping in the relegation fight, then I think most fans will be happy with that. And, um, and then, then the following season we can kick on again, hopefully. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like you, I mean, it's the first one in a while you can actually say you're looking forward to a derby, isn't it? Because um, you know, like I said, we've been so so sort of flaky and weak in the past that you've always just you know expected the worst when it's come to it. Um, because our heads have just dropped after we've conceded, or we've we've just not had that backbone, like I said before. So um, let's see how it plays out, um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll end the window today uh, in a positive fashion as well, and, and and you know we can build on the momentum from there. That's it. That's it. You know, it's it's important. Momentum is important. Said it the other day. Um, you know, we've gone, and I would sounds a little bit silly, but four games unbeaten, um, and there's been three draws in there. If we come out of this window with, you know, we know obviously the, the two garners are, are there and, and signed. It's just the uh, the final piece of the, of the jigsaw is this other attacker. If we can get that over the line, then it's it's a massively positive end to the window. We come out of it stronger than we entered it. Um, and, and for me, it puts us in, in, a, in a really good, good position going into the, obviously, until the break in the winter for the for the uh, the World Cup, so exciting to see what happens. Excited for Saturday, as I say, if you if you can get down there for for the coach welcome, then do so. It, it promises to be a really really good atmosphere. Um, looking forward to getting down in nice and early with with Pete, that's for sure. Uh, but Lee, let's finish off with mine and your predictions for the the Merseyside derby Saturday, twelve thirty, Goodison Park. What are you saying? It's a really tricky one to predict, um, but you know, as I said before, I think we both sound pretty confident. Obviously, cautiously confident as we always are going into these games. But um, I'm going to be optimistic, mate. I, I, I think we might nick this, and I'm going to say two-one Everton, um, and it'll be a last-minute winner from Mope off the bench, and he'll run straight over to the away end and give it the give it the old <laughs> shh, and then it'll all just go off. And then it'll be a, a massive scrap. Yeah, um, that's what. That, no, no, Jenny, I don't care who scores as long as as long as we, you know, we come away with something from the game. And I just fancy us. I just fancy a little bit. Uh, and like you said as well, then getting that goal in the last minute when they really didn't deserve it. Um, you know, they might come into the game then. Okay, you could say, yeah, well, there's nothing better than winning the last minute, and there isn't. But it can also maybe cloud a little bit, kind of how poor they've been since the start of the season. To be honest with me. Mm. I, I think it, I think it works in our favour that they won. I'll be honest with you. I really do think it works in our favour. Might just be me, you know, um, trying to be overly optimistic. But I just think it will. I think if they come, if they come on Saturday and they've, you know, they've, they've drawn against Newcastle after getting that thumping win against Bournemouth, then they come as, as a bit of a wounded animal almost. You know, dropping points at home again. They would they would have felt hard done to because of the way Newcastle were obviously wasting a lot of time and and things like that. But I think it's probably done a little bit of a favour. Could be totally wrong, by the way. Uh, I'm trying to probably look for for more positives, but I do think it, it may work in our favour. Uh, and, and I'm 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 going to go for a two-one Everton. I'm going to go for a Connie, Connor Cody winner. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Liverpool fan just popping up with a, a winner from a corner, um, going over to his 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 family in the uh, in the family enclosure, you know. Uh, but I just hope that the hope for the game is that we just Give a give a good account of ourselves. We turn up, we fight for every single ball. We we show the structure 
that is has been implemented by by Frank Lampard and his coaching staff, especially since the summer. Um, play, you know, we've got we've got a solid base and have, have some quality in the final third. Trust ourselves, you know. As I say, Anthony Gordon, the migrate, both in good form. Let's hope they can take it into the game. Let's hope it rubs off on on Neil Mope and and we can come away with the three points. Um, but as you say, so hard to predict the Mersey side that you just never know how it's going to go. Um, but we've got to, we've got to go in there with confidence for me, and, and I'm sure I'm sure we will do. Uh, but that's us for today. Bit of a not a bit of an impromptu uh, podcast, a bit of a midweek one, just to to wet your whistle for the for the Mersey side derby, really, and, and hopefully you know keep a. Uh, Keep you sane whilst the uh, the hours tick down, the final few hours in this this summer transfer window. So thanks for listening today. We'll be back at the weekend to look back on the Merseyside derby. Hopefully you can join us then. So we'll see you then. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton podcast. Podcast Network.